Patchwork Heart Ministry is committed to sowing hope into broken hearts by helping young people encounter the love of Jesus Christ and His Catholic Church through prayer, storytelling, and media initiatives. We invite you to prayerfully consider supporting this mission financially. Mail your tax-deductible donation to Patchwork Heart Ministry at P.O. Box 563, Lake Geneva, Wisconsin, zip code 53147 or visit patchworkheart.org to donate online. That's Patchwork Heart Ministry, P.O. Box 563, Lake Geneva, Wisconsin, 53147, or online at patchworkheart.org. Welcome to the Sewing Hope Podcast. This is a show all about implanting hope in our hearts. I'm Bill Snyder, joined by my friend Ann DeSantis. We're glad you're here for our uplifting conversation about faith and how it sustains our hearts through all the seasons of life. Thanks for walking with us. And good morning, everybody, and welcome to this episode of Sewing Hope. It's an Easter Tuesday morning, and we couldn't be more happy to be joined uh, by you this morning, wherever you're listening from, whether it's on Podbean, YouTube, uh, thank you so much for tuning in to Sewing Hope, and our hope has arisen. We are in the Easter octave, we are in the Easter season, and we are so, so very overjoyed, uh, even during these difficult COVID-19 times. As always, I'm joined by my friend Ann DeSantis. Uh, welcome, Ann, and thank you so much uh, for being with us this morning. Yes, good morning, everyone. Good morning, Bill. Wonderful to be here. It is, it is, and uh, we have a wonderful guest. Uh, Anne, you would like? To, would you like to introduce our guest uh, for the hour? I would be so happy to introduce Alan J. Smith. He is the executive director for Archbishop Fulton J. Sheen Mission Society of Canada. So, good morning and welcome, Alan. Oh, good morning, Anne. Thanks for having me on the show. Thank you. So here we are, Easter Tuesday, and you and I were just talking right before this broadcast about hope. And yes, we are in a season right now where people are nervous. Uh, they're, they're home. You know, we're in this pandemic. I wondered if you had some thoughts on that uh, this morning for our listeners. Well, I think of Sheen's uh, valuable message to the world is that he always said to us that our life was worth living. Uh, the name of his show, Life is Worth Living. And uh, if there is one thing that he reassured us is that God has a plan for our lives. And uh, he didn't want to expand upon the suffering we might endure, uh, the joys, of course, we may experience. Uh, but he wanted us to acknowledge that we were created by God for God. And if we would just understand what the Catechism teaches, that the reason why we were created was to know God, to love him and serve him in this life and to be happy with him in the next, well, then you'll understand things and you'll have peace of soul. And uh, he wrote that beautiful book, Peace of Soul, in 1949. And I always remember uh, the first line of that book was simply this, unless souls are saved, nothing is saved. And he really wanted to say, say to us, remember that, that line, save your soul. And that's the most important thing in the world, is that we save our souls. And so uh, knowing that God loves us, that he created us for a reason, and that our mission is to save our souls and hopefully help save souls of others, uh, things are going to be good. Things are going to be good. So I don't know if that kind of is a, a good opening uh, <laughs> set of uh, meditations for this morning's show. But uh, still, uh, Sheen, of course... Uh, gives us a calm if we're willing to take his advice. That's that's good advice because right now people are getting a taste of that because when you're left alone sometimes, I think, that's when we get a lot more time to really think about what's important regarding faith. And I think that's what uh, Bishop Sheen wished for all of us was to really reflect on the important things of life, especially, as you said, our salvation. So what have you learned about your own faith in terms of, you know, getting to know Bishop Sheen has also helped you with your own uh, faith journey uh, within your Catholic uh, 
understanding. Maybe you can share a little bit on that. Okay. Yes, I will. Uh, I tell people straight, um, you know, at the beginning that my um, relationship uh, with uh, Sheen um, is uh, a newfound love. Uh, I didn't have the opportunity, like so many people did, to actually watch Bishop Sheen on television, to read his books and to uh, listen to his radio addresses, like my father. My father was a great lover of uh, Bishop Sheen. Uh, but for me, I didn't come in contact with Bishop Sheen until 2009. So uh, I'm, uh, you know, 48 years old at the time. And um, I uh, was introduced to Bishop Sheen uh, by a God incident, a bit of an accident. Uh, my wife and I were dropping one of our daughters off to a small Catholic college in Ontario called Our Lady Seat of Wisdom College. And I was getting my daughter, um, you know, set up in her dorm room. And my wife was in the library uh, just looking through their selection of books. And uh, the librarian at the time was offering a few free books. They were trying to clear out some of the old tattered copies uh, to make room for the newer editions. And there she picked up Bishop Sheen's book, Peace of Soul. And uh, that uh, first line that I mentioned uh, earlier in the program today about saving souls uh, got my attention. And I thought this uh, author um, has something to say. And so I wanted to explore some of his writings. And uh, the very first book I read after that work book, Peace of Soul, was a book called Victory Over Vice. And it's uh, Sheen's writings on how to address the problem of the seven deadly sins and how the antidote for those seven deadly sins is what's found in the seven last words. And so uh, I always think, you know, I'm a pretty holy man. I don't really struggle with too many sins. But I started to realize that I had a little bit of all seven deadly sins. I had a little bit of anger in my life. I had a little bit of envy in my life, a little bit of lust, a little bit of greed, a little bit of, um, of laziness, a little bit of, uh, you know, uncharity, all of these things. And uh, what Fulton Sheen was able to do was he was able to uh, dialogue with me and uh, bring me to a point where I started to feel sorry for my sins. Um, many of us as Catholics um, kind of go through the motions, we fall into sin, and we know that confession's waiting for us every Saturday afternoon at four o'clock. We can uh, pop into the confessional, um, you know, uh, say our few prayers, walk away feeling good, and we don't think much about sin and the price of sin. And um, but Fulton Sheen um, showed me truly what my sin was costing. It cost our Lord his life, and it cost his mother to suffer greatly at the foot of the cross. And so he was able to stir in my soul a great sorrow for my sin. No other priest had done that. Uh, no other priest had kind of brought me to that point where um, I had to face, uh, you know, my sin and my reality and uh, man up, I guess, if that's the word to use. And so uh, it was that little book back in 2009 that uh, got me, uh, got my attention to the point to say, this priest, this archbishop um, has a way with words that I think is even worth more exploration. And uh, so I just started to read uh, more and more of his books. I realized that he had 66 uh, books that he had penned on various topics from communism to science to marriage to the Blessed Virgin Mary to happiness. And I thought, what a great resource uh, this uh, man is to the church and not just to the church, but to the world. And um, again, I started to realize that he had these beautiful reflections on the cross on prayer. And I think that's what I needed. It was uh, what was most necessary for me to become holy. Because I think there's that point where we start to really say to ourselves, I do want to become a saint. Uh, yeah, Mother Angelica would always say, you know, become a saint. And uh, I thought, what better way to become a saint under the hands of this good priest? So uh, that was kind of my introduction to him and kind of what uh, got me, um, you know, started on this journey with uh, Fulton Sheen. 
Thank you for bringing up the virtues and telling us about Peace of Soul. Now, that's the book that you were referring to, correct? Peace of Soul? Yes. And what Peace of Soul is, and I, I try to say to people, because I've had the, uh, I say, the good opportunity of reading through almost his entire collection in the sense of not only did he read, uh, write 66 books, he uh, was on the radio for over 20 years. And so at the end of every program, um, they would then write out the transcripts of what he said, and they would distribute it to everyone that requested a copy of the show. And every year he would take that collection of transcripts and then put it into a book form. And so what the book Peace of Soul is, is it's 26 of his homilies or his reflections from the Catholic hour and put into one uh, complete volume. And uh, he did that every year for many years. So the reason why he had 66 books is those 22 years on uh, the Catholic hour, he produced a book every year. And it really what it was was his notes, his homilies, uh, from those, um, you know, I, I call it his catechesis, because that's what the Catholic Hour was. It was a weekly catechesis that he broadcast over the radio. So, um, again, it's uh, people start to, um, their eyebrows raise a little bit saying, ah, he was a master communicator. He was effective in uh, preaching the gospel because he did it on radio where there are 4 million people tuned in each week to the show. He did it through these uh, small pamphlets that people would request. And then, of course, each year he'd have a book and they would sell tens of thousands of copies. So uh, he touched a lot of lives. And uh, again, he just knew people were hungry for the gospel. They were hungry for the gospel. Amazing. Amazing. I remember reading about his life, his early life, and I thought that's an interesting topic. I thought maybe you could share a little on that, his uh, his beginnings, especially yes. his vocational beginning. Yeah, I think, um, again, I go back to the day of his baptism. And, um, and I, I say, I, you know, I say this and I share it uh, with um, a little bit of, um, you know, words of wisdom to parents. Um, when Fulton Sheen was baptized, his mother placed him at the foot of the statue of the Blessed Virgin Mary and uh, said to our Lord and Our Lady, I give you my son. I entrust his life to the care of the Blessed Virgin Mary. And uh, in a beautiful way, you know, his parents consecrated him to Our Lady. And um, Fulton Sheen in those early years even mentioned that when he uh, was receiving his First Holy Communion, uh, before he received his First Holy Communion, he made a little consecration to Our Lady and uh, kind of felt her presence very much, um, you know, his whole life, but especially in those early years. And, uh, you know, he grew up, um, you know, on a farm. And, uh, and of course, um, those years of working on the farm weren't always his favorite years. He talks about how he, he doesn't like chicken uh, because of uh, his having to, uh, of course, be a little bit of a chicken farmer and what chicken farmers have to do when they harvest, uh, you know, uh, chickens. But, uh, and again, it's manual labor, but he always loved to read books. And um, even some of his relatives said, you know, you're, you're, they would say to uh, Fulton Sheen's parents, you know, your boy's not good to a, not going to amount to much. Uh, he's not really good, a good farmer, but he's always got his nose in a book. And, um, you know, um, I don't know. I don't know. So, <laughs> uh, so his father knew that his boys were brilliant um, and that he wanted them to have a better life. And so he moved the family into the city and uh, there, um, you know, Fulton Sheen and his brothers attended uh, Catholic school in Peoria. And uh, of course, Fulton Sheen did very well in his studies. And um, he always knew that he wanted to be a priest. He always had this call um, and he just quietly went about, uh, you know, pursuing that call. And um, he asked his parents, you know, why did you never really say anything to me about the priesthood? And they always just said, we knew that God had his hand on you and that um, we kind of sensed that you were going to become a priest one day. But, you know, we just wanted to, uh, we just wanted to uh, let God be God. 
And uh, it was just a beautiful, um, like any parent uh, of a priest, um, there's just that great joy in their heart that their, um, their son is giving their life to Christ. And um, I think in this case of Fulton Sheen, he um, just, uh, again, studied well and um, just, you know, put his heart and soul into everything, but always had the Blessed Mother as his anchor, his rock. And he said, you know, she's the, you know, when he wrote The World's First Love, you know, he's saying, this is the woman I love. This is the woman I hope that uh, when I stand before God and uh, I, it's judgment day, that he'll hear the voice of the Blessed Mother saying to Jesus, ah, you know, there's one of my sons. And Jesus saying to Fulton Sheen, your mother has spoken well of you. She has spoken well of you. So um, again, he knew um, that he wanted to be a priest. And so he aspired to that call. And uh, God was uh, answered his prayer. And of course, as a young priest, he, um, you know, did, uh, he was obedient to his bishop, uh, even to the point where uh, he was a brilliant academic, um, again, had teaching offers in many major universities. And yet his bishop called him home to Peoria to uh, be um, an associate pastor of a small uh, parish. And he took that small parish from uh, seven uh, daily communicates and uh, of course uh, with after a short period of time had hundreds and um, again people started to flock from far and wide to hear his preaching and uh, the bishop knew he had uh, something very special there and after two years uh, the bishop called him into his office and said um, you know uh, I've uh, I'm going to lend you to the Catholic University of America uh, and uh, Bishop Sheen um, at the time asked the bishop to say, why did you uh, call me to Peoria? And he said, I just wanted to see if you were going to be obedient. And uh, you have been. You are a good son. Now go to uh, Washington, D.C. and uh, begin your teaching career. And uh, there, of course, he flourished. And um, again, the next thing you know, he's on uh, the radio and uh, millions are getting to know his voice and uh, I tell you, you see the hand of God when you read his autobiography, and it's entitled Treasures of Clay. You see the hand of God, how he took a farm boy and made him a saint, made him a saint. And you see, uh, even through all his trials, you knew that the hand of God was upon him and that uh, in the end he would become a saint. So uh, blessed be to God for that. And we need more saints, and especially saints of today. Yeah, you know, you, oh, yeah, you yes. know, you talk about today too, Alan, um, and we're really, uh, we're really in a tough place today in the world, right? Uh, with, with where Fulton, uh, where Fulton Sheen can help us. You know, where are the areas that Fulton Sheen can help us in today's tough world? I know uh, we were we were mentioning, and even yesterday I was reading an article on uh, I forget what what site, but I came it popped up on my iPhone, and I was talking about you know how how China has been able to respond to the coronavirus so forcefully because of their um you know the the way their society is structured and uh we don't we don't have that same structure here in america right we we're not we're not a communist society uh and and fulton sheen talked a lot about the dangers of communism in his um in his writings as well and and in his preaching um, and and for us today in America, a free society that's seeing something like this, um, you know, where where we're all locked in our little houses right now, um, you know, what what would Fulton Sheen's message be to to us here in America as we try to battle this virus together um, and and end this pandemic? Yeah, well, I think um, you know, there's I guess three ways I want to answer that question is that, first of all, we have to acknowledge that we have a problem. Um, you know, I always like to say that uh, there is a crisis in faith today. There's a crisis in vocation and there's a crisis in devotion. Um, if there's anything that's happened in this pandemic, this um, time of isolation, many of us are all saying to ourselves right now, how deep is my faith? What, what is my faith? Do I have any faith? And um, 
you know, they took away um, the ability to go to Mass. They took away the ability to uh, have priests hear our confessions. And, you know, we're starting to say, finally, we're experiencing a little bit of what uh, the people under a communist regime have experienced. They've had their freedoms taken away. And it's their freedom to worship, their freedom to, um, you know, um, attend Mass. And um, again, I think it's important that Sheen wrote about communism and its effects to, um, to say to us, hey, this can happen in America. And uh, now I think we're looking back and saying, he was right. Um, we are finally experiencing for sometimes the first time in our lives, having our freedoms taken away from us. And uh, so um, it just brings to um, light the crisis of faith that we have. Um, I've had to do some soul searching because I am uh, blessed in that I've been a daily communicant my whole life. Um, I would always go to Mass before school. Um, I would go to Mass before work. It's just been part of the rhythms of my life. And um, But then again, I have to ask myself, is that all it is? Is Do you just go to Mass or do you have a prayer life after mass what, what is your devotional what is your time to you how much do you read of uh, god's word and i think a lot of us are doing a gut check and saying you know what we were just sunday going to meeting catholics a lot of us and we don't really have much faith and uh, so i think this is making us think truly yes i do have a crisis in faith and i have to do something about it i do have a crisis in my own personal devotion and I'm questioning now, what is my vocational call? And a lot of us uh, who are parents, of course, are really saying it's time to maybe sacrifice a little bit more and to get um, serious about, uh, you know, uh, protecting our children's freedoms too. But um, again, Sheen warned us, I think, if anything, but he also just said to us, hey, spend a little quiet time and ponder. Ponder. Um, you know, what gifts you have, what you cherish, and uh, don't be afraid to say, hey, someone just took something away from me, and uh, it's going to have to have a response. There needs a response, and so what that response will be, um, I think it's up to each individual, but I don't know if I'm kind of um, hitting a good chord here, but uh, I'll let you uh, kind of uh, join in this conversation. No, I think it's a great and important chord and uh, that you're touching on, you know, and uh... You really bring a lot of excellent uh, points into this, and I just want to take a moment, though, uh, and just thank the the many, many people who are uh, tuning in this morning and commenting on Facebook, uh, on YouTube, on uh, through Fiat Ministry Network, folks. Uh, this is being uh, broadcast, so I want to welcome in those listening on Fiat Ministry Network as well. Uh, this is uh, being carried on their network now, uh, which is so awesome, uh, in addition to being on Podbean and also on our YouTube channel. So, um, you're listening to Alan Smith, and Alan uh, has just has spent many, many years of his life um, working with and getting to know Bishop Fulton Sheen um, from from his writings, and and it you know really changed uh, his life. And now uh, he has been able to uh, you know work have he has his own radio show um, in in Canada uh, all about uh, the the. Uh, the broadcasts of Fulton Sheen and and, and uh, your uh, your your website, Alan, uh, is just uh, Fulton Sheen today, right? Or or is it was, it was it Bishop Fulton Sheen today? It's uh, Bishop Sheen Today dot com. So uh, again, well titled. We need Bishop Sheen today. We we need him today, like we need him. I mean, uh, the beauty of Fulton Sheen is that. In the 1920s, he was there for the world. In the 1940s, he was there. In the 1960s, he was there. And here in the year 2020, we need him today. And so Bishop Sheen Today uh, is a simple website. Uh, everything is free on that site. Uh, I have 100 YouTube videos that you can watch of Fulton Sheen's wisdom. I have uh, eight years of my radio show, uh, which features all of his talks uh, on the website. There's a number of free downloadable books and pamphlets. So uh, if you want to read Sheen, watch Sheen, or listen to Sheen, um, it's there on bishopsheentoday.com. Awesome. Beautiful. Awesome. I was wondering if I could read off some of the 
works that you have been doing for our listeners, because you're doing so much, especially in terms of uh, trying to educate people on Bishop Sheen and his sainthood. So I'll read some of those uh, things and maybe you can comment uh, afterwards is that you are, uh, as I said, the executive director of the Archbishop Fulton J. Sheen Mission Society of Canada, a board member of the Foundation of Prayer for Priests, and the website is foundationforpriests.org, a board member for three years of the Archbishop Fulton John Sheen Foundation in Peoria, Illinois, and that's at Archbishop sheencause.org and a lot of media and radio, television, print, and social media work. The founder of the Bishop Sheen Today, we just said that, bishopsheentoday.com and the editor of several books, The Cries of Jesus from the Cross. I'll just read them down here. A Sheen Anthology compiled by Al Smith and the writer uh, at Catholic Exchange Magazine the host and producer of the Holy Rosary program and the Bishop Sheen show heard weekly on FM 98.5. So just to read some, maybe you could tell us more. All right. Well, I think with me, um, I've, I've been blessed in that um, my mom encouraged uh, my 11 brothers and sisters uh, to be hams. Um, we were a large Catholic family of 12 children. And uh, my parents said, no television. You're going to learn how to play a musical instrument. You're going to learn how to sing, to act, to, to dance. Like you're, <laughs> you're going to learn how to sing for your supper and we're going to get you to use your imagination. And uh, so um, I always say that my family, which is the family of hams, um, uh, we're very animated, all of us, and um, uh, it just comes naturally, I think. And so um, I was given an opportunity in the late 90s to uh, volunteer at a radio station. And um, so I got to, uh, you know, uh, volunteer 15 minutes here, 15 minutes there on the air, and I absolutely loved it. And um, in 2006, the um, uh, they came to me and said, would you like to be the host of a weekly radio show, a Catholic hour. And uh, so that is the Holy Rosary program. And every week I, you know, share the rosary, the chaplet of mercy, the lives of the saints. And so it was just um, a door open for me. And uh, again, it was, a, it was a beautiful fit. But uh, in my heart of hearts with Fulton Sheen, I thought I have this opportunity to share his uh, radio addresses. I thought if they these radio addresses converted my father and my father was a Seventh-day Adventist and he shared with me that it was Fulton Sheen's wisdom over the radio that uh, helped him in his conversion uh, because what he had said is that as he was studying um, his elders in the church didn't always have the answers to many of those uh, deep questions especially pertaining to scripture but yet Fulton Sheen, week after week on his radio addresses, unpackaged the scriptures and uh, made it very clear. And so in 1957, my father converted to Catholicism. And um, again, I thought if these radio addresses were that powerful, I thought I want to share them on the air. And so I went to the station manager and I said, listen, I've secured the rights to uh, share these uh, radio addresses. I have 400 of them in total. Uh, I could do a weekly one-hour show. Would you be interested? And he said, absolutely. And so I so produced uh, this Bishop Sheen Hour. It's called Bishop Sheen Today. And uh, I never forget going into the radio station. And I had a couple CDs. And I played two talks. One was on angels. And the other one was on the philosophy of life. And the phone lines in the station lit up. Uh, letters started to come into the station saying, oh, it's nice to see that Bishop Sheen is on the air. He touched my life. He's, um, I have fond memories of him. And uh, all of a sudden, my station manager said, wow, uh, you've, um, you've struck gold here. This is really good. And uh, the next thing I know, other radio stations were approaching me to produce similar shows. And so um, I started to see, wow, 
there is an appetite for good, solid teaching, and Bishop Sheen is this trusted name. And as I continue to um, see where oppor what opportunities I could, um, uh, you know, kind of engage in that would help the church, um, I was praying one a day in the Adoration Chapel. I tried to uh, go and uh, try to uh, pray a holy hour every day. And I remember I was uh, in a little chapel in my uh, the town I live in, and I was praying to Fulton Sheen, and I was just kind of having a little conversation with with him. And I said, you know, is there something I could do other than radio that um, you think would be uh, very beneficial for the church? And in that little interior voice, I had this prompting to say, you know, um, the key to the renovation of the church and the salvation of souls is to renew the priesthood. And I really felt Fulton Sheen was saying, I want you to go and spend time with seminarians, with priests. I want you to give them my writings. I want to uh, change the world through the priesthood. And um, I knew that if I could have every seminarian be trained to preach like Sheen, to think like Sheen, and if we could put um, many Fulton Sheens behind the pulpit of the churches all over North America, the church will be a better place. And so I uh, took that little charge from Fulton Sheen, and I thought, I'll do this. Now, you have to understand, my day job, I am a plumber, okay? So <laughs> people, people sometimes look at me and they say, oh, you're, uh, I see you're a writer, I see you're a radio host, I see you on EWTN television, you're always making commentary about Fulton Sheen. But I always say, but I fix pipes for a living. I, I've been, I, I've been, <laughs> That's awesome. Yeah, you know, and, and God has a sense of humor because he chose fishermen, tax collectors, tent makers. Um, so he chose this pipe fitter from Canada to be this missionary to the world to share the wisdom of Sheen. And so I phoned up the rector of the seminary and I said to the rector, I said, um, you know, I'd like to come to the seminary and give a presentation about Fulton Sheen. And I raised a little money to raise, to, um, to buy some books, to give to the seminarians. And it was a great success. I, I spoke to 54 seminarians in 2012 and 10 of the priests that were the formators of the seminary. And you could just see that they just embraced um, the books, The Priest is Not His Own, Life of Christ, The World's First Love. And uh, we gave them a few audio recordings of Sheen's homilies. And I knew that I was onto something. And that uh, the next thing I know, I, I was speaking at all five major seminaries in Canada and uh, sharing Bishop Sheen with those seminarians and their formators. So um, again, God opens the door. You just got to walk through it, <laughs> walk through Amen. the door. And so he opened this door to minister to priests and seminarians. And um, I tell you, it's, um, it's one of my um, favorite works is to be able to shoulder up to seminarians and uh, to help them in their journey and um, know that uh, Sheen, uh, Sheen's priesthood, uh, he mentioned to many seminarians, he would say, when you go to the seminary, you know, usually you're studying to be a priest, but do you ever think that you're also studying to become a priest and victim and that um, there's going to be a victimhood to your priesthood? And um, the more you can understand that, uh, the more effective you'll be as a priest. And uh, I tell you, those words of wisdom have uh, helped many a priest over the years that they know that uh, they've united their priesthood to uh, that holy victimhood of Jesus, the high priest. You know, that's a beautiful um, insight uh, that that uh, we often don't think um, of, of priests, you know, uh, Catholic priests being being victims. We, we don't we don't really think of that as often, you know, we as often as we should, you know, uh, you know, because because they they are victims. They are victimized. Um, you know, there is a there is a, um, you know, a attack on on the church by Satan all the time. And, and because of that, priests will be, um, you know, victims of, of the world. They'll be victims of, uh, difficult 
um, situations in in parishes, they'll be they'll be picked on. They're going to be targeted. You know, we don't think of our priests as being targeted. Um, but what an amazing insight by 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 Fulton Sheen that there would be a victimhood um, to to the priesthood as well. Because you know it, that that is an amazing insight. That one that I think you know even for for today's times we need to remember. Um, and and what an amazing insight. I, I I've never I've never thought of that. Um, in, in my life uh, about that. So thank you for bringing that to the forefront of, of my mind, uh, and I'm sure a lot of our listeners right now too, Alan, because that's, that's an amazing insight. Yeah. I have been recommending uh, Fulton Sheen's writings on the priesthood to the laity for years. And uh, when I speak at conferences, a lot of times I'll hold up the book, The Priest is Not His Own. And I'll say, you know, this is a required reading for all of us. And uh, how I go about that and how I get people to entertain the idea of reading this book is that when we were baptized and the priest or the deacon anointed us with the oil of chrism, uh, he claimed us for God's kingdom. We became children of God and we were anointed as priest, prophet, and king. And that we all have a priestly calling as baptized Catholics. It's it's God's call. It's um, what happens. And the problem is, is that no one ever reminded me that I am priest, prophet, and king. Uh, I journey through my life not really knowing what, who I am and what I was called to. And uh, I remember, of course, uh, when I was uh, engaged to be married, my wife and I went to, um, you know, our pre-marriage course. And uh, fortunately, by God's grace, the formators um, presented to the men especially uh, this uh, opportunity to be priest, prophet, and king of their home, to be the priest of the domestic church. And uh, I, I ran with that. And I say to many men, especially that I love my priesthood, I enjoy being the priest of the domestic church. And I think the world would be a better place if we all started to think more like priests and, uh, you know, when I go through the, um, the chapters in the book, The Priest is Not His Own, he, he talks about the priest as, you know, having a spirit of preaching and praying. You know, how much am I trying to preach to my children or to, um, you know, those entrusted to my care? Um, you know, am I leading my family in prayer? Am I being that holy example? Uh, I think if more of us did that and... Uh, you know, preached as best we could with our limited resources, uh, be that example of someone who leads in prayer, even if it's grace before meals. Um, again, that's kind of uh, a priestly uh, function that you think of priests do that all the time, but we can do that all the time too, because we're called to that. And, you know, the holiness of a priest, the spirit of counsel, uh, but I suppose especially this uh, spirit of spiritual um, generation. Um, are we truly trying to have children of God? Like I think of a priest, even though he might not have biological children, um, at the end of his life, he'll be able to stand before God. And the Lord will ask that question, show me your children. And he'll be able to say, here's um, hopefully hundreds and hundreds of souls that I brought to the faith that uh, are spiritual children now. And do we have that same spirit? Are we trying to um, be, you know, have a spiritual generation to bring uh, up children of God to, um, it's a holy vocation to do that, but um, do we seek souls that way? Do we seek to take someone our, under our wing and to grow them and to, uh, for some of us to be godparents of young children going through their first Holy Communion or confirmation sponsors, but uh, that idea of trying to develop spiritual children to bring about, to grow the family of God. So uh, all of these things, but again, it goes back to our priesthood that we received through baptism. And uh, again, I, it was told to me when I was 23 years old, and uh, I've been running with that ball ever since. And so I say to people, hey, pick up a copy of The Priest is Not His Own, and uh, it will change your life. It will help. If it doesn't change your life, at least it will change your mind of uh, thinking more in a priestly way. And of course, uniting yourself to the high priest 
who is Jesus Christ, our Lord, who uh, laid down his life for us. And um, again, it's one of these things. The world would be a better place if we had more good priests, including domestic priests. So. So agreed. So agreed. I'm sure that our listeners are just learning so much. I know I am. And you're making me even more interested in, in reading about Bishop Sheen and looking at all these resources. I want to invite those listening to connect with you in whichever way you think is the best, because you are so knowledgeable and I would love for them to get on some of your podcasts and, and read some of the books. So please, what would that invitation be to the listeners? Right. Uh, again, the main website that I always encourage people to visit is bishopsheentoday.com because um, I want to introduce you to Bishop Sheen. Um, my mission is to share Bishop Sheen with a whole new generation of listeners uh, and to reacquaint many people that uh, have, uh, you know, uh, an affinity, sometimes small, sometimes large, uh, with Bishop Sheen to just reawaken that uh, reawaken those childhood memories for some of them. But uh, again, I just know the power of his wisdom that uh, he points to Christ. Uh, one of the greatest descriptions I ever heard of what a priest is, is that a priest is someone who brings Jesus to the people, but in turn brings the people to Jesus. And uh, Fulton Sheen truly did that. He brought Jesus to the people and he literally brought millions of people to Jesus. So uh, he will have that effect on your soul. Uh, trust me. So bishopsheentoday.com is the website that I always say, visit that first. Uh, if you want to see the activities that I do, uh, call, it's the Archbishop Fulton J. Sheen Mission Society of Canada. I think it's the longest domain name <laughs> on the internet. Um, but you can just go Sheen Mission Canada and you'll, it'll come up. And it shows the different works that I do of uh, radio, uh, uh, raising money for scholarships for students, um, of course, at catechesis and parishes. So uh, I do get invited to give talks um, you know, across North America. And I, I just say, you know, again, if I can help you in, in that way, by all means, uh, I just get let the good Lord uh, get me there. And uh, then, of course, I'll, I'll give whatever message the Holy Spirit is uh, asking to give. But uh, Fulton Sheen, of course, um, I always say he's the great script writer for me. <laughs> you know, when, <laughs> when Fulton Sheen received his Emmy Award um, uh, for the most outstanding uh, personality on television, uh, in his acceptance speech, he said, I want to thank my writers, Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John. <laughs> yes. And, you know, for huh. me, uh, when I give lectures and uh, presentations, you know, all of the stuff that I usually share is the writings of the Venerable Sheen. And so uh, I thank him as my, uh, as my script writer. Uh, he has given me material uh, that keeps me going and keeps me fresh. And, um, you know, I'm not just a one-hit wonder. I, I have lots to share. And uh, that's why I've been able to already put together two anthologies uh, and these are collections of Sheen's writings on certain topics. Um, you know, I always invite people to um, have some writings of Fulton Sheen in their home. Uh, there are uh, just a solid um, addition to everyone's collection. Uh, everybody should have a, a, a copy of Sheen's Life of Christ. Mm -hmm. And uh, it's, uh, you know, 62 reflections about the life of Christ. It's kind of a Alexio Divina where Sheen unpackages the scriptures for us. So I always say by Life of Christ and uh, by, of course, his book, The World's First Love, which is uh, his writings on Mary. Uh, and we always need to uh, draw closer to the Blessed Virgin Mary. And uh, the two anthologies that I recommend that I put together are Sheen's writings on the cross, the, the beautiful um, essays he wrote on the seven last words, I've put all of those essays into one collection, and that's called The Cries of Jesus from the Cross, 49 of his homilies from the Catholic Hour, where he'll teach us how to deal with difficult people. He'll teach us how to overcome the seven deadly sins. He teaches us how to live the Beatitudes, and he teaches us how to have a meaningful relationship with the Blessed Virgin Mary. And so that book, The Cries of Jesus from the Cross, has been well-received and and now, of course, my newest book of a collection of Sheen's writings on prayer 
is simply entitled Lord Teach Us to Pray. And uh, in that uh, anthology is a collection of his writings on the Our Father, the Mass, the Holy Hour, Stations of the Cross, beautiful meditations on the Eucharist. Um, again, everything we need um, to pray because, again, we have a crisis in devotion. Um, many of us are now having, we have some time on our hands to say some prayers. And uh, who better to guide us than Archbishop Fulton J. Sheen um, about uh, the topic of prayer? It's a holy habit that we all need to develop. And uh, Fulton Sheen knew that. And so he provided us with resources to, um, to do that. So uh, Lord Teach Us to Pray is a great little prayer companion, and I highly recommend it. And so, uh, again, there's about 40 Sheen titles that are still available today uh, on, in, in, in bookstores, on Amazon. I mean, do a Google search and you'll, you'll see them there. So uh, there's something for everyone. There truly is. Uh, and that's the beauty of Sheen's wisdom is that, uh, again, he wrote on science, mm. happiness, communism, uh, the Lord, prayer, uh, you name it. Fulton Sheen wrote on it or spoke about it and uh, you can find it. So there you yeah. go. No, it's, it's really amazing. Um, Alan, there's so many different uh, avenues that, that you can come to Sheen through. Um, and, and that's one of the uh, points that I kind of want to make uh, to our, to our listeners uh, too, because we know that, um, you know, this, this show, uh, of course, everything comes from a Catholic perspective, both Anne and I are, are Catholic, Alan, you're Catholic. Um, but, but not everybody listening to the show is Catholic, and some of our guests are not always um, Catholic either. And so, with that being said, you know, I I, I know Sheen transcended uh, the just Catholic Church into the wider Christian uh, community uh, through his broadcasts. I mean, you know, Life is Worth Living was, was broadcast on so many different, um, you know, or, or available to so many different people. Um, and just talk about his, his call to... To, to holiness, um, you know, and and to all people of goodwill that are out there listening, um, you know, she talk about that because I know he was so dedicated to just calling people of goodwill together to live a life that's worth living. Yeah, and when you study his audience and people, this is what is um, um, it, it's really um, just a powerful testimony that the gospel is for everyone. And, uh, you know, they said that when 30 million people tuned into his television broadcast each week, uh, they said that a third of the numbers were Catholic. Uh, the other third of those numbers were Protestant. And, uh, and then there was the other third that was a great following of Jews. Um, uh, many Jews uh, really respected Fulton Sheen. And uh, when, you, when you look at his Life is Worth Living show um, no one could ever really uh, accuse him of proselytizing he talked he spoke about the topics of the day he engaged the culture yes he quoted scriptures yes he pointed to the lord but he never said you have to become a catholic um, he just you just knew by that holy demeanor that he had something very special and you started to realize what he has is his Catholic faith. He would invite uh, Catholics and Protestants alike to pray the Holy Hour. He would say to them on the radio addresses, you know, Catholics, of course, will pray their Holy Hour, preferably in front of the Blessed Sacraments. But if you're not Catholic, find a quiet place and spend an hour with the scriptures. Um, call yourself a, a, a Holy Hour watcher. And that you're going to watch with the Lord, and because um, our Lord, and of course in the Garden of Gethsemane, said, "Could you not watch with me one hour?" He made that request, and so he was calling Catholics and non-Catholics alike to pray for an hour, and uh, again in a very loving way. And I think that's why people respected him. He never pointed fingers. He never was wagging his fingers, saying, mm -mm -mm -mm. "No." He was, he was always pointing to God. And saying, let's all together uh, share what we have in common, which is a belief in God, and let us continue to love one another. So 
uh, that was the joy and the respect that he afforded so many people to say, hey, um, you will give me the time of day because I'm not going to offend you. Hopefully I'm going to engage you in a conversation and I'll let you decide. But he was so convincing in his, his engagement in that conversation that uh, you had to concede his position. So uh, I've waved the white flag many times uh, when uh, yeah. Fulton Sheen has engaged me uh, with uh, in the logic of the great saints, especially the logic and uh, the wisdom of St. Thomas Aquinas, which he was able to package in everyday language uh, of today. So um, that was one of his secret weapons. Um, and, and another one of his secret weapons was he heard so many confessions. Uh, he had the ability to listen to our confessions. So he knew what was ailing us. He knew what our problems was. And so as a good priest, he provided the remedy that we needed. And uh, of course, that was, again, one of his secrets uh, that uh, I think after you study his life, you say, ah, that's where he got a lot of his wisdom. But he got much of his wisdom from our Lord in the time that he spent as he prayed his holy hours every day. So, and we can do the same. We can do the same. Spend time with the Lord, be still and know that he is God and he will speak to us. That will be the challenge for many of us during this time of, of isolation is are we carving out times of silence to listen to God? So uh, Fulton Sheen uh, challenged us to make time every day for prayer. And I think those are the words he would share with us today. Make time for prayer. Yeah. What a wonderful invitation, isn't it? I mean, I think for all of us right now who are home, including me <laughs> and all of us. Uh, so take that invitation up. I would invite people who are listening to this program and connect with Alan again. Uh, as I said, Alan is the uh, executive director of the... Uh, Fulton J. Sheen Mission Society of Canada. And the best website to reach Alan would be bishopsheentoday.com. So just another shout out there. Thank you for that. And, um, you know, I, I have said, uh, and I will say it again, unless souls are saved, nothing is saved. We have to take that seriously. Um, you know, sometimes the prospects can be bleak. Um, we may not get to Holy Mass for a few more months. We may not, got, may not get to get to a church and, uh, of course, be before the Lord in the Blessed Sacraments for a number of months. And uh, that is starting to um, sink in for a lot of us. And I think we're starting to now realize, okay, what is my faith? What is my level of devotion? Um, how... How deep is my love for the Lord and the church and the importance of saving my soul? Uh, we've had it easy. We've had it easy for a long time. Um, now we're being challenged. And um, mm. again, we need to really always say, what is most important? The most important thing is saving our souls because um, it is for eternity. It's for eternity. It's not for the next five years. It's forever. So unless souls are saved, nothing is saved. Um, I remind myself every day of that beautiful line from Sheen uh, back from 1949. So. Yeah, and, and you're certainly doing it, Alan. Uh, you know, you're certainly doing that and challenging all of us uh, to really think about it during these times. Uh, and, you know, whether you're a Catholic, Protestant, uh, Christian of, or, or non-Christian background, uh, or non-Judeo-Christian background, even no matter where you're listening to this from, uh, you know, just just um, take some time during this pandemic to to reflect on your life and to take the time to pray uh, about your future, about your future beyond this life. Um, you know, Christians, Catholics believe, um, you know, that it's, that that's with heaven and 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 that's with Jesus and uh, you know, worshiping God with all the saints in heaven. Uh, we have to think beyond, you know, just our temporal circumstances and uh, beyond, beyond, uh, you know, the the line for toilet paper at the grocery store. We have to think beyond these things. And uh, and so I really thank you so much uh, for challenging us uh, to to do just that today. 
um, you know, and, and think beyond ourselves and, you know, pour into the wisdom of, of Bishop Fulton Sheen. You know, go, go over to the website, bishopsheentoday.com. Take a look at the many resources that are there and, and you know, delve into Bishop Sheen regardless of what background you, you might find yourself in, what, what religious background you might find yourself in. There is something there for you in B- Bishop Fulton Sheen's writings if you're a person of goodwill. It's just that simple. Um, so, so, you know, I, I, I encourage you to, you know, if you're listening to this as a, you know, Catholic priest or, or an organizer of uh, large Catholic events as well, um, when put put Alan on your list of uh, of uh, speakers as well, um, because you know as this uh, pa- pandemic ends and 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 things begin to go back to normal, uh, I, I think people are going to be looking for inspiration and faith. Um, and so you know, Alan's got an amazing uh, amazing mission and amazing uh, amounts of wisdom because of what uh, he studied. So I really encourage you all. Uh, to head over to his website, Bishop Sheen Today, for all the information uh, and to uh, be able to uh, book Alan for future events uh, as this ends. But, um, you know, Alan, any uh, closing closing, closing thoughts? Um, <laughs> for, <Yeah. laughs> no, uh, not clothing, but closing the thoughts yeah. uh, today. Um, it's, it's one of these things where the saints sometimes choose us and... Um, and I think in the in my case, Fulton Sheen chose me. And um, I think what I say to people is that, you know, read the lives of the saints and read the saints' writings, um, you know, because again, they have they have journeyed with God. And so, uh, Fulton Sheen would always say, you know, there's a few people that you can trust. You can trust people who generally are old, who have lived their life, who have a lot of wisdom to share with us. And you can trust people who have suffered, uh, people who have endured hardship. Usually they have a great deal of wisdom also. And so the saints experience both of that. They usually experienced hardships and uh, difficulties. And uh, many of them live full lives. Now there's many young saints too. Uh, but still, um, go to the saints. The saints are our big brothers and sisters who uh, have all that wisdom. So um, I always try to say uh, they're trusted friends. Their writings have been approved and have been, um, I like like I say, uh, combed over over the years. And so they're, they're to be trusted. Uh, so during this time, I would always say, uh, pick up those holy books uh, that have been penned by the saints and you can't go wrong. You can't go wrong. You can trust their wisdom. So, uh, again, the saints will pick you. Um, sometimes <laughs> you have to pick them, uh, but still, um, they're there for our, um, they're here to help us to get to heaven. So, uh, they are brothers and sisters in Christ. So, uh, let us rejoice and be glad. Amen. Amen. Well, thank you so much, Alan, for being here today. Thank you so much for taking the time uh, to share with our uh, listeners and, and be here. Really, really appreciate it. I second that. I third the motion. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely. We'll have you back oh. for sure. We'll have you back for sure. Um, well, Anne, uh, it's been another great episode, right? So uh, so thank you, too, for being here. And, uh, and any uh, thoughts you want to leave with our listeners today, Anne? Thank you. I just want to sincerely thank Alan and you, Bill, uh, for this program. And, Alan, you've really made me more... Uh, interested much more interested in reading sheen i do have some of his books in the house and i feel like that's one of the things i'm going to do today is open it up read meditate and that holy hour that you suggested that's for all of us even if we can't get to adoration or step into a church so thank you so much oh you're welcome you're welcome Amen. Well, uh, folks, uh, thank you so much for tuning in to us today and uh, and listening. I want to uh, really uh, thank Fiat Ministry Network for carrying our show as well. Uh, they have been uh, an awesome partner as of late uh, in our ministry. And so uh, thank you and please support them. Head over to fiatministrynetwork.tv uh, to support their ministry and check out all their amazing shows. If you're listening uh, on Patchwork Heart Radio, thank you so much for doing so. Uh, until Tuesday at 6 o'clock p.m. I mean, sorry, Thursday at 6 o'clock p.m. Keep sowing hope into broken hearts. Thanks for listening to this episode of Sowing Hope on Patchwork Heart Radio. For more information about this podcast and our ministries, visit our websites, 
patchworkheart.org and andesantis.com. You can also follow and interact with us on Twitter at PWH Ministry or andesantis2. Patchwork Heart Ministry and Fiat Ministry Network invite you to discover your mission. A brand new in-depth monthly video series featuring engaging Catholic speakers who will challenge you to live your life abundantly. For only $25 a month, you will receive a personal monthly mission, including three full-length inspirational talks that build upon a new theme each month. Sign up for the Discover Your Mission tier at patreon.com slash patchworkheartministry today.